Hey friends, welcome to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it, the show that helps you grow. Friends, just a friendly reminder, this is this podcast is a part of the Saddleback Church family of podcasts, um, and which includes Doable Discipleship, it includes Found, it includes The Well, and it includes our topic for today, Lead with Worship, which is a podcast produced by our Saddleback Worship team. I'm joined here today by my friends John Cassetto and Taylor Williams. Thank you guys for being here and talking about all things worship. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having us, Jason. John, it's been uh, five years <laughs> since yeah. we had you on. And oh. again, nothing beyond that. And there's no reason behind uh, that. It's hard not to take it personally. Jason. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. We started this podcast five years ago and we were going through the purposes at the time. Oh, and we said, right. John, we got to get you that's on, right. talk yeah. about the purpose of worship. Yeah. Was it something I said, Jason? I, you know, <laughs> it must have been. We were like, ah, I can't. We got to wait at least five years. Five years that, yeah. Thankfully, that moratorium has ended. You're yeah, back. Great, great, great. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to have you guys on to talk about the new podcast, Lead with Worship. But first, yeah. I want to kind of just have a general conversation around the purpose of worship. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening who may not be familiar, our church really focuses on the five purposes of the church. There's the Purpose Driven Life book that Pastor Rick Warren wrote. There's Purpose Driven Church. We're structured around these purposes, and worship is one of those five purposes. John, mm-hmm. you have been the worship pastor yeah. here at Saddleback for 12 years, I think yeah, you said, right? Yeah. And before that, you had uh, were a part of the leadership uh, a development team and the peace team, I think, before yep, coming yep. on to mm-hmm. the worship team. So I wanted to ask you, it's been 12 years. Yeah. What are some things, how, how has your mind grown or changed? How has your thinking changed yeah. about the purpose of worship? Yeah, well... First of all, Jason, truly thank you for having us. Thank you for Thrilled having to have you. We guys love here. talking about <laughs> about worship and so much respect for the Doable Discipleship podcast and goodness sakes, five years, like endless resourcing for us as disciples, sure. truly. And so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, so I think for worship, you know, as I'm actually thinking, I've been at Saddleback for almost 12 years, for over 12 years, but uh, in this role, uh, 10 years okay, in well, this role. Well, as, happy as 10 we, years. Yeah, thank you. It was just, <laughs> I think, back in February. Um, yeah, I think if we're honest with you, you know, we talk about the five five purposes, worship being one of those. I like to say it's, it is kind of that first purpose. You know, we really believe that we were actually first created to receive God's love and then to respond to his love, um, ultimately. And so that, and that's ultimately our role as, um, the worship team here at Saddleback is to really champion what it means to respond back to God and his love to us. Now, if I'm honest, most of our energies go in towards um, the weekend at Saddleback, yeah. which is so weird, right? Because here I am saying it's 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 I'm gonna say it's not all about music, it's <laughs> not all about Sunday, yeah. But so much of our energy, so much of our resourcing, so much of our staffing is towards the weekend gathering. Yeah, but it because you're thinking about that collective worship experience. Yes. yes. But there's so much more. Um, I, I remember several years ago, we were meeting with a teammate here on, on staff at church. Her name's Sarah. Mm -hmm. She leads some of our communications uh, things. 
And she was just listening to us talk. And one of the things we were talking about is this very thing is how we feel like so much of our energy is around the weekend gathering, the corporate experience, these big experiences at yeah. Saddleback, but really this desire to extend it outside of the walls. Mm. And, and she really gave us words to that where she just said, you know, worship beyond the walls. And, mm. and that's really what we want to be as a team is not just the music team, the production team, um, the stage team, but really uh, what Pastor Rick has invited us to be, which is the lead worshipers mm -hmm. at Saddleback. Now, I think some of that happens on stage, but most of that happens off stage, right? And so I would say for us, what I think has been exciting has been the development of resources, yeah. whether it's been our music that we're creating and yeah. recording to give people opportunities to worship outside of the weekend service. We created a magazine last year that was just kind of for the Advent season to really encourage people going deeper and re responding in their homes with, with their, with their walk with the Lord and, and prayer walks and podcasts and all sorts of opportunities that are just beyond this corporate experience, which we totally love. And we are absolutely crazy about the, the gathering. We believe in the power of that but we also know it's not limited to that. And if we ever limit worship just to what happens on Sunday morning services, then we have completely missed uh, the, the point of that purpose. I think yeah. it's I think it's a really neat time for Saddleback because there's a lot of thought around taking kind of the common idea of a purpose. Mm -hmm. So worship being the common thing of it's the Sunday morning yeah. you know, thing that we do. For discipleship, we, you know, it had yeah. always been, it's the midweek class yeah. or it's yeah. the Bible study, right. you know, whatever. And in really starting to think about that's, yeah, that's one avenue right. that it could exist, but the purpose is for the person yeah. in their whole life. Yeah. Yes. And so that worship beyond the walls and the things that we're doing, trying to think about beyond the in-person class yeah. you have to be at to take in information. There's, there's, yeah. there's this wave of trying to just make it a life pursuit Mm -hmm. And instead of just a scheduled, you know, this is my time. Yeah, time. for everything, whether it's discipleship or mission yeah. or fellowship or worship, if everything requires on people getting in their car to come somewhere yeah. and do that thing, then that's, we're missing it. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the amount of hours in the day that I'm not driving somewhere, that I'm either at work or I'm at home or I'm at, you know, the play date with my kid yeah. or at the at watching a sport event with my other kids or a concert or something like that. We need to be equipped to live these purposes outside of the come to church and do these purposes. Yeah, right. And I think in this season, especially we're seeing people, you know, who got really comfortable at home during, during a, a <laughs> sure. pandemic. And so they're not coming back in droves universally. Right. And so it's kind of showing like, did we equip you? Yeah. Have we done the job of equipping you to live out these purposes at home mm. and, or wherever you are. And that would be my hope is that we are because, Oh my goodness, <laughs> worshiping. I've had the joy of knowing friends all over the world. Right. Yeah. That's one of the sweet parts of Saddleback. And I can remember sitting uh, literally under banana trees mm. in Africa, in the country of Rwanda. And this church had no video projector, no LED screen, yeah. no electronic anything. Mm -hmm. So there were some hand drums um, and that was it. But they brought the sacrifice of praise that day. They, they were worshiping the Lord every bit as much as we were with all the, yeah. you know, 
all the equipment, all the gear that and we the bells and whistles. Ha- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you have to have in order yeah. to worship uh, these days. When we just, you know, and I get the strategy behind it. I totally do. But it was def- definitely a moment for me of realizing, like, wow, the purpose of worship. If we can't be equipped to do this under a banana tree mm. or in our home yeah. or wherever we find ourselves um, in any location in any environment, then we've kind of missed it. That's a great. Mm. That's a great point. Taylor, I wanted to ask you, what are like, again, I, I think we've touched on this a little bit, the idea that people have these preconceived notions about what worship is. Yeah. Could you take us through a little bit talking about like, what are some misconceptions, some misideas that people have and kind of set some of the record straight of worship isn't necessarily just one thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that I really appreciate that question, Jason, because I think that when we talk about the five purposes, a lot of them feel super clear. You know, it's like, I, I understand the idea of fellowship and I can see how that plays out in my life and how that, um, that equips me to grow in Christ. I understand mission, you know, that's, that's a word that I'm comfortable with. And I get like worship can sometimes feel ethereal and a little bit mysterious, but, um, I think so. I think one misconception that, that I would say is that worship is something that's just for the people who are musically inclined and <laughs> like good. singing and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, really like th- that's not the case, right? Like, and John mentioned before, worship is a life of worship and the action of worship is so much more than just singing. But like, we know from scripture that it's a spiritually formative practice, mm-hmm. right? I love like, there's this beautiful passage in Isaiah where um, Isaiah has a revelation. And he says that in the king, uh, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne and the train of his robe filled the temple with glory, right? And has this whole rele- re- revelation, and he pours out his heart in worship. And um, there's a lot that happens in that passage, but it ends with um, the Lord asking, like, I need to send someone, so who shall I send? And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. It leads him to go out into the world and to proclaim, like, who the Lord is. And so it led to mission. And so we know from that that worship is something that changes us. Worship is something that... Um, is spiritually formative, if you will. One thing that comes to my mind um, is because I think you're absolutely right, Taylor. It's yeah. not just for the musically inclined. Right. It's not just, uh, and I have thoughts about music too. I do, <laughs> I, I do yes. think we have yes. a singing faith and I do think yeah. there's something in that. But uh, the the passage, and I love the Isaiah scripture that you mentioned, Taylor, um, but I do think about Romans 12, 1, where it says, you know, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. holy and acceptable. This is your spiritual act of worship. And um, I really appreciate that. And I think Eugene Peterson's uh, version here, Mm -hmm. I have it pulled up. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Mm. To me, that's that's what we're striving for, right? It doesn't say anything in there about um, it has to be with, you know, 300 other people. Yeah. It doesn't say there has to be music. It doesn't say there has to be microphones or anything or Spotify or anything. Yeah. It just says, bring your ordinary self with God helping you mm. and present it before the Lord. And that's, that's the kind of worship life that we're going for. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to my friends from our celebrate recovery ministry yeah. and they were saying, um, most, if not all addictions are misplaced worship. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that wow. we're, we're placing something yeah. in the place where God should be. Totally. Um, and so what, what's the thing that's taking our time and our attention and all the detail of our life it's where God should be. And mm-hmm. so putting everything in its proper place and then putting God above all of it. 
You know, that's that's where we want to be in worship. So giving him the control of our thoughts and our minds, our bodies, our emotions, our finances. That's that's the lifelong journey, right? Yeah. That's a that's a powerful picture. That idea of of misplaced worship. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, I think the idea of like, oh, you've made something else an idol in your yeah. life. That that's kind of a common thought and a yeah. way to think about it. But if you put it in terms of worship, yeah. And then if you think about, okay, well, clearly then the remedy is worship. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's something that, oh, okay, I if I if I'm praising God, if I am entering into a posture, a lifestyle of worship, yeah. those other things fall to the wayside. They're clearly seen as less than yes. if I'm putting God Absolutely. in its high in his highest place. Absolutely. And I do think, you know, when we never really think like we think of worship in a certain way where we have to, the world must stop. We, everything yeah. needs to be still and be completely yeah, yeah. Just, focused just focus, on Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. But if we think about the habits or the mm-hmm. hangups or the addictions that, that if those are indeed misplaced worship, we're not always stopping the universe and putting all our, but we are giving sure. our attention there. Yeah. We are thinking about it in, a, uh, in it's taking space. Right. Yeah. Where, how do we let the Lord, how do we take the goodness of God? How we take the, the, the sovereign creator, how do we put him at the center of those thoughts and the center of our attentions, whether it's think in our interactions with our kids, our spouses, our relationships, our neighbors, our Mm. fellow students, whatever that is. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to go back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about how you have thoughts about singing in songs. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, so I was thinking about it as you were talking about it. Right. So, so my background is in musical theater. Oh yeah. That's where I, my whole life, and so I forgot. I did that. not. Know yeah, that. yeah. Wow. I didn't know that, but I forgot it. So when you, you know, so in, so in we musical turned theater, this into a, a Hamilton uh, we, 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 podcast oh, or what? I did it. So I did a podcast <laughs> with Brandon Robinson back yeah. when the Hamilton movie dropped oh, yeah. on, on, on on Disney Plus, Disney Plus yeah. Yeah. and we just incorporated as many Hamilton references oh, into that episode so as we can. I love it. Um, <laughs> but so, <laughs> but I was thinking of in, in a musical, mm-hmm. a song is generally considered in just an outpouring of the character's emotion. It, yes. That's where the song comes in. Yes. They have to sing about it. Mm-hmm. It is what is going on inside. And I imagine there's something similar in your thinking about the role of song yeah. in in worship. And as we see from scripture, song in singing oh, yeah. is a vital part. And it's often this outpouring mm-hmm. of something that is going on inside. It's the mm-hmm. outpouring of praise Absolutely. or it's that outpouring of calling out to God. Yeah. Yes. It's that overflow. Yeah. I do believe that. I do think we have a, you know, our pastor, Pastor Rick says we have a singing faith. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's so true. And throughout scripture, I mean, we know uh, Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And how many times in the Psalms do we hear, you know, sing to the Lord a new song? Yeah. And even, and you'll, you'll correct me. I think it's Ephesians. Um, speak to speak to one another mm. with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah. And I do think it's there's a unique place that, um, of course, there's a there's a, a mind connection to yeah. the Lord and giving Him full surrender and control of our thoughts, our thought life, and our minds. But there's also something in our emotion, in the heart part of us yeah. and of our souls that music and singing t- tends to tap into in certain ways, and so. I tell our team, like, you know, we are going to be a team that sings. We're going to sing at the top of the mountain and we're going to sing when we're down in the valley, but we're yeah. going to keep singing. And, you know, the, the Jeff Buckley song, the, the hallelujah song, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the song, 
is only a broken hallelujah. Yeah. Um, I really love that that phrase because sometimes all we can utter, all we can whisper is a broken hallelujah in any season. But we will sing. We'll sing our way through depression. We'll sing our way uh, through divorce. We'll yeah. sing our way through. And I'm not trying to make light of any of these big things, right. but no, we right. have walked through these as communities and we don't want to lose our song even yeah. in that. We want to continue to sing through those seasons. One of my favorite songs um, is Worn. Mm. And I and uh, so it, it, it's just one of those songs that whenever you're in that yeah. place, in that hurt or in that struggle, whatever, yeah. that's just one of those perfect songs yeah. of just, you know, I'm tired, I'm worn, my heart is heavy, you know. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that, Jason, because we see so much through the Psalms, like, and, and Pastor has also said that, that praise is the verbal confession of our faith. Mm. And so I love that when we sing and when we do those things, like, it just... It, it's that pouring out of us. It's that faith pouring out of out of us. And when we walk through hard things, you know, I've heard it said, I don't know who said it, but sometimes we sing things because we know they're true. And sometimes we sing things until we know they're true. Yeah, that's great. You know, and so being in those environments really good and pouring too. out our praise to the Lord is just so important. And it doesn't even have to be a place because a lot of times in corporate worship, we talk about a life of corporate worship and being together. Um, there's certain songs, you know, that we use in those settings, but you look at the Psalms, so many of those are laments and struggling you know, as they're, as, as David or the psalmist is walking through different things in life, yeah. you know? And so praise can look like that. Praise can look like God, like, I'm not really sure. I don't really have the answers, but I'm just coming to you anyway with all that I have right now. And so yeah. really yeah. love that we point out. So a corporate life of worship, but a private life of worship where you can do those things is important too. And some of us, the private life of worship does involve singing. Yes. Uh, yes. But for many of us, it doesn't, uh, it might involve music, but it might be just as much, you know, whether it's on a hike or a bike ride or a run or a swim or, cont you know, contemplative thinking and scripture or conversations and prayer. There's so many things that are worship. But honestly, uh, and again, you'll you'll know better than me, but um, practice the presence of God. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the act of washing dishes yeah. to the glory of God, the act of doing I was just doing sidewalk talk with our three year old mm -hmm. uh, on, yeah. the, on the driveway the other day. And it was so sweet and it was just a really nice moment. I thought, you know what, this is my worship. This is my response to God for his goodness in in giving us this son. That's yes. like, you know, that all of these things can be as meaningful, as impacting, as standing in our worship center with yeah. three thousand people yeah. singing, you know, yeah. all my life you have been faithful. You know. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is worship. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love I just love that encouragement that worship can and should happen anywhere. Yes. And yeah. you can incorporate it into your mm -hmm. life. That's the idea of a lifestyle of worship. We have mm -hmm. a a lifestyle of worship. Um, it's a booklet that that we are putting together. It's an old one. Oh, nice. It's an old one that um, uh, Larry, what's his name? No, it's not. Mm. One of the pastors here from a long time yeah, ago yeah, sure, had sure, put yeah. together, and we found it. Oh, awesome! And we want to put it together. I'll, oh, I'd love to I'll, see it. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, nice. it's one. It's just that idea to help people yeah. realize you can have a lifestyle yeah. of worship wherever you're at. Well, I love what Taylor was saying. Can you say that again? Something about like, um, sometimes we have to sing it until we believe it. Yeah, or? sometimes we sing things um, because we know they're true, and sometimes uh -huh. we have to sing things until we know they're true. It's really good. I really yeah. thought that was really great. Yeah, I was listening to. A friend of ours speaking at, I, I think it was at a conference or a worship team night where she was talking through the Psalms of Ascent mm -hmm. um, mm. and 
how these were songs that they would sing on their way up into yeah. like just just the peak of their of yeah. their season, right? And but then they would also have to leave that season. Yeah. That they didn't stay at the at the mountaintop. Enter into the Psalms of Lamentation. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. you know what? We're not necessarily designed to live on that mountaintop. Mm. But we can continue to worship on our way up the mountain and when we're coming down the mountain. And and I love that, Taylor, that yeah, you're right. There's sometimes we just have to keep singing it until we do believe it. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you guys about the new Lead with Worship podcast that dropped earlier this year. Yeah. I think there's 10 episodes, right? Is that, am I yes. right in that? Yeah. Right? They're all out now. So I wanted to dive into that a little bit. Taylor, tell me a little bit about kind of just where did the idea for this Lead with Worship podcast came from? Yeah, Jason. Um, I remember John and I and a few of us were talking about this idea of starting a podcast on our team and kind of the role that would play in the life of not just our staff, but really just the volunteers at all of our campuses. And um, some of my stories, I used to be a campus worship leader at one of our regional locations. And um, I remember especially during during the pandemic, but also just in, in the, regular, the regular time, our campus was a little bit further from the other locations. And so I didn't get to interact with as much as I usually would, like our other worship leaders and our other volunteers as some of our campuses that are like here in Orange County. And I remember like during the pandemic as like we're calling each other and we're getting on meetings with each other that my life and my ministry was just so encouraged by just being on the phone with other people on our team and just hearing their perspectives and what they're doing and what God's doing in their communities. And that was just such a huge thing for me. And my thought was, and our thought was, man, if we needed to hear from each other so much in that season Maybe our people do too. Maybe mm-hmm. our volunteers need to too. And maybe other churches might need that too. Yeah. And so like, what if there was a space where we could have conversation with each other about worship and what God's doing in the life of our team and things we're learning and who we are as a church where volunteers could lean into that. Other churches can lean into that. Our staff can lean into that and where yeah. God's taking us as a team and as a community. And so that was really the idea um, yeah. for that podcast. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think primarily, you know, Taylor's really been the vision around the podcast. We really did want to equip our teams first and foremost. Yeah. And then kind of like at, at Saddleback, Pastor Rick has always said, you know, there's hospitals and there's teaching hospitals. Yeah. And, you know, our desire is also always to, to, to lead our community and shepherd our spaces as, as well as we can, but also keep lots of churches in mind and lots of worship teams and lots mm. of disciples in mind and i thought i think taylor has really done a great job with the team creating a resource that allows us to speak into our teams but also everyone has access to to strengthen i would say this season has been primarily strengthen uh people who serve on worship communities and worship teams or lead worshipers in their own churches whether that's in in tech and production or in what we would call platform ministries like band and vocals and creative artists and visual artists, but also technical artists as well. And uh, we actually have our our guest services ministry involved in that as well because they're part of our worship community. Mm -hmm. And so the role of hospitality in worship. And uh, I've been really proud of Taylor. I've been proud of the team. (laughs) That's really kind of took a smaller vision, made it even better and stronger. Yeah, That's really cool. And what's what's cool is, yes, if you're interested in kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff as relates to a worship team like here at yeah. Saddleback, then yeah. this podcast will scratch yeah. that itch a little bit. Totally. But also if you're just looking for some encouragement, some worship based encouragement, 
this meets that too. And, and so, so I would go again, we'll have the link in the show notes here and, and you can see the episode titles and whatnot. Um, but Taylor, as you guys were planning out this first season, mm. what were some things that you were thinking about and you're you maybe yeah. rediscovered, re- relearned as you were thinking about what other people are thinking or needing um, it obviously kind of put some ideas into your mind of, okay, this is something that we should speak to right now. Absolutely. I think so much of it was going back to the basics for us, Jason. I remember like we rediscovered, I feel like I rediscovered too, some of just the core values and heart of our, our heartbeat of our team. I remember um, we did an episode on, on our worship values, which is something that like we've had those values for a decade now mm-hmm. and yeah. we've leaned into those and they've really become like who we are as a team and, um, and as a ministry, but to go back to those and to really like unpack those and just, and be reawakened to the way that they play out in the life of our church and to see them, see them lived out, you know, with intentionality. Remember we had like a great conversation about that in one of our episodes and to see that benefit other churches and stuff was great. We had a, John sent me a message from, I think there was a worship pastor in Berlin mm-hmm. and she, she said, was saying that when she heard that episode, oh, that yeah. gave her the courage yeah to have the values conversation with her own team mm, yeah. and her own volunteers of like, we're going to stack our hands and say, this is who we're going to be as a community and as a church cool. um, in the life of, in the life of worship. And so that was really, really awesome, Jason. Cause things that I just, I don't, I don't think about our <laughs> values and like, I don't list them out, you know, on a yeah, daily yeah. basis, but it's just who we are as a team and to see like how be- that's beautifully played out and just each person's individual and collective ministry here at church was really awesome. I think, as you're talking, Taylor, it just makes me think about all five of the purposes. Somewhere yeah. along the line, whether it's worship or discipleship or ministry or mission or fellowship, somewhere along the line, the, each of those things actually became an industry mm. and especially mm. worship. Yeah. And I wonder what the Lord thinks about that, to be honest, sometimes because... You know, worship has become, you know, albums and sure. rock bands and arena tours Big concerts, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, like yeah. all of that type of stuff. And, and we're paying, yeah. and I get it. We're paying to go to worship concerts. <laughs> sure. or like, and I get the value. I really do. I'm not down on it, but it does, it does make me want to make sure that we're protecting this word and, and what it has, what it means and what it maybe shouldn't mean. I don't know. Yeah. And so like when we, when we were doing the podcast, I know we were really just trying to speak to like people that are commissioned to champion the purpose of worship in your community. What does that really look like? Because it does sometimes look like for us planning center yeah. and it does look like microphones and cue yeah. sheets and stuff like that. But I don't think that's the first thing it was ever supposed to mean. Right. Mm. Like, and I don't know that that's, we make peace with all of that so long as it's done within the context of the other four purposes, Jason. Yeah. And making sure like the, the acts phrases of, you know, uh, the, the one another's, the, yeah. they shared everything they had with one another. They met in their homes with glad and sincere hearts. And we want to build the team that's rooted in fellowship and discipleship. And we just get to do, we just get to be lead worshipers and we get to kind of champion that. And so this podcast I think has been the lead with worship podcast has just been our opportunity to just champion that for people who are also commissioned to do that in our, in our house at Saddleback, uh, whether it's pro presenter, clicker lyrics, people (laughs) or, or vocalists or instrumentalists or whoever, we just wanted to equip them to, to champion worship more than, um, 
just the jobs of worship or the tasks within worship. I love that you're saying that, John, because there's so much there of lifting people's eyes beyond like what they can actually just see in front of their faces, like getting them to the so that. Mm -hmm. So like for someone who mixes sound, you know, like, yeah, that's part of like the way that that they serve and that's great. But we do that so that a way for the gospel is being made. You know, you're not just setting up a sound system, but you're making way for that, for the word of God to be proclaimed and that never returns void and, and changes people. You know, we're, you might be learning a guitar part or learning a vocal part, we're, but we're doing that so that people can lift their hearts and their voices and their prayers collectively to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? We're not yeah. just, so lifting people's eyes to that, um, those things are so important. I love I loved the idea of you guys just being able to take some time to go back to the basics, yeah. go back to the root of the purpose. And I think from now on, what I'm going to call it is go back to the banana tree, Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that seems yeah. like Come just on. the prime yeah. <laughs> yeah, idea right. love that. of yeah. you should be able to do any of this right. under the banana tree. Right. Start yeah. from there, and then you build out yeah. for the medium. You build out for the audience that you have. You build out for you know, in, in fill out in the different areas that you do. But that's your core. Yeah, starting with good. that, that was really mm. cool. Yeah, I, it makes me think of the season when we first went on lockdown here yeah. in California, uh, March of 2020. I think it was within days, like four or five days in out of, out of the blue, we, as a team, we thought, you know what, our church, we're going to, we're all in our homes. We need something that's kind of connecting us. So we developed this worship over worry campaign Mm -hmm. where every single day, someone from our team would do something that they could do under the banana tree, Mm -hmm. wherever they were. Right. They were all at home. Not everybody had a microphone, not everybody had, you know, but we did have a phone and a camera. I remember those days. Oh yeah. And they would just read a scripture. And I, lo- I love how Taylor reminded us, like, you know, when the word of God goes out, it never returns void. Mm-hmm. So they would just read a scripture and then sing something, usually a cappella, yeah. sometimes with a guitar or sometimes sitting at a piano, but not necessarily an entire song, maybe a verse and a couple choruses or something to just to choose worship over worry because there was so much uncertainty in that time. And I, there was something special about that. It was so yeah, stripped back so and it was like all of our, it was, it was teammates, it was staff, it was, it was platform, it was production. It was just a lot of people just sharing and like, you know what, something about that felt so true felt yeah. so real and right and i i cling to that like if if we can create a saddleback unplugged exactly <laughs> exactly and just just that's that's every bit as pure as what we're doing on weekends yeah. on on sunday mornings yeah. yeah that's really cool so on that kind of same note what are some ways that people can start to live a life with worship or leading with worship mm-hmm. um it, in practical ways in their daily life. I'll start with you, Taylor. What are some? Yeah, I think some practical ways just of living a life of worship in your daily life would be and just getting in the word of God every day, right? Which is such a 201 spiritual formation, you know, practice, but just being in the word of God every day and giving him space, you know, to speak to you. Constantly bring, being in prayer. I love that John talked about earlier of surrendering and offering every aspect of your life to the Lord, whether mm-hmm. that's being with your kids, you know, whether that's a conversation you're having, or whether you're just driving somewhere, but you're setting your heart and your mind and your thoughts on the Lord, like that's everything yeah. for sure. Asking God to give you eyes to see what he sees in those moments, you know, yeah. asking God to give you a heart that feels what he feels in different moments, giving you wisdom in moments, but consistently turning your mind over to God is such an act of surrender because that's our response, right, to who mm-hmm. he is and what he's done. So much of it, I've, of living a life of worship, I think looks like that. That's really yeah. good. 
You know, it, it comes to mind the the reason we named it Lead with Worship. So Pastor Rick Warren came in and talked with some of our team one night and we knew um, he had announced that he was going to be transitioning yeah. off of the role of senior pastor uh, for our church, which is obviously a huge deal after 43 years. And he just kind of wanted to meet with the worship leadership uh, at, at our at our team night one night. And um, he, he raised like a lot of things. But one of the things he said was like, you know what? I don't know what this season's going to look like. There's going to be a lot of change. I don't know what it's going to mean for you individually or for sure. me individually until we're there. He said, but what I do know is we're going to lead with worship. Mm. We're going to start at the start of everything. And as we know in scripture, like at the front of the battle, who goes before? It's the worship leaders, yep. right? Who's coming out? It's the worship leaders first, right? That's who's coming forward in faith. And so we've really commissioned our team to be kind of a team that is at the front edge of of ministry and of life, church life, community yeah. life, because I do think there's something about the worshipers Yeah, and whether that's musicians, it doesn't have to be musicians. Um, but there's something for the worship team to, to be in a position of leadership. And so over the last, gosh, I think that was a year ago, Taylor. Now um, when Rick came yeah. and talked yeah. to us about that, but for me, it's how do we how do we lead our lives with worship? Mm-hmm. How do we lead our communities with worship? Um, and I, of course, concur. The, the regular spiritual disciplines of of letting Scripture invade our lives, whether that's you know Bible reading plans or lectio divina or whatever those practices are that that are right for any of us, journaling, yeah. prayer, of course. Gosh, the Lord hears our prayers, and that makes such an impact in our lives and on in the world. Of course, all of that. I mean, that's that's what we know. Mm-hmm, we yeah. do know that. But ultimately, how do we live our whole dang life? With this, with yeah. with yeah. worship at the center, that's what we're all trying to to really you know crack. And I think these tools like a podcast uh, are helpful towards that. But if it's all, it's got to all be focused around putting God at the center yeah. mm-hmm. and letting those decisions flow out uh, flow out of of Him at the center. I like that lead with worship idea and where that came from. That idea is powerful. And so for people who are listening, who are who are thinking about how to incorporate this into their daily life, lead with worship can almost become a mantra for you for yeah. anything that you're going into. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a work meeting, a lead with worship, start, mm-hmm. start with, you know, bring praise into right. that meeting. If right. you are, you know, having a, you know, a harder time with your kids that day, yeah. lead, lead with, with worship, worship. Yep. take, take the two minutes and, yep. and, get, and offer some praise, you know, and yeah. whatnot. And, yep. and on the back end, then, it, it could almost be a bookend it with worship yeah, on the back yeah, end. Then yeah. finish the yes. meeting or yes, yeah, you're yeah. going to say, God, I, I, I thank you for whatever you're going to do out of right. that meeting that we right. just had, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I think cause it keeps that perspective. It just, it keeps God at the center yep. and it's that reminder of good or bad. He is good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. his love for you is enduring throughout anything that you are going through. Yeah. Yeah. So that idea of being able to lead to bookend with worship it just, it, as, as we talked about earlier, it's going to keep your mind going back to godly things. It's going to keep yeah. your perspective yes. in the right yes. place. It's going to, it's going to take over from worry or whatever, yeah. because you won't have the time to worry. You're going right. to be focused yeah. on worship. So, yeah. And whether, and I agree, Jason, whether it's in seasons of worry and fear or seasons of victory, yeah, mm. you know, in seasons of victory, I remember, um, we were, 
we were at a really cool event and people were getting awards. Mm. And I heard someone say, you know what, winning this award will not make you a better person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it could make you worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's and right. I'm like, man, they're right. <laughs> you know, it's a validation. And, but it could be it could be a season where, you know, you lose humility as yeah. things in seasons of victory. And so you're absolutely right. Leading with worship in every season. And, you know, have you praised? Have you have you pr have you prayed? Yeah. Have mm -hmm. you turned it over to God? Have you surrendered it to him? And so, yeah, let's lead with worship. Mm. Yeah. Also, uh, you mentioned Electio Divina, I wanted to bring yeah. up, we did yeah. an episode, so if you're just listening to this one, you haven't listened to Doable before, our episode two weeks ago from when you're listening was on Electio Divina. We did mm. a whole practice of it. Who we did, did it? It was Rob Jacobs, yeah. myself, Linda Tokar, and then we had Andrew O'Neill, who's, who's new in our team. And we just oh, did a great. practice yeah, of Lectio Divina together to, to teach people how to do it. So. Yeah, you mm. know, and, and we're excited. And Taylor, and we've talked about this. I, we haven't really shared much with, yeah. with you, but we do have hopes of creating more actually guided worship podcasts, mm. not just great. talking about worship, but yes. actual worship practices that involve, you know, just space yeah. and and. And opportunities to reflect and to to write or to respond to God, and so look out for those coming. Love it. I hope I hope by by year's end, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, That's we'll true. see. I'm really excited about those spaces too. I, I love that you're mentioning all these different different ways, Jason and John. I think there's something too of like giving your giving your voice to the Lord. Like I loved encouraging encouraging my my own team like during COVID especially of just like sitting down with the Psalms and reading those out loud, mm. you know, there's oh, some, cool. there's something about like, not just reading the word of God, but like speaking it over yourself, you know, and speaking faith into the room because that's just, that's just so huge. And so there's so many different ways, you know, that we can turn, turn our thoughts and our minds and our hearts over to the Lord. Yeah. Love it. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you guys, what is your go-to worship song right now? Oh, oh man. Whoever wants wow. to go first, well, I, I, I'm catching you off guard. There's a song. So our team did release an album last year. Yes. And there's a song on there called Be Magnified. Yeah, yeah. That I've been listening to over and over. That's just a, a declaration. Um, you know, our team is sometimes called the magnification team. But yep. When we're talking about that, all yeah. the M's. Yeah, yeah. yeah the M's. Right? <laughs> Missions, maturity, <laughs> um, and we're magnification. And I used to think like that word is so long. And what does that really mean? But the, the more I've been in it, the more I love it. How can we be a team that magnifies what God is doing anywhere yeah. and everywhere? And so I really like this song the team wrote called Be Magnified yeah. by Saddleback Worship. I'll put a link in the show notes to that yeah. album. But also when that album dropped, we did an episode with Socrates and, oh, and Timory and yeah, Josh good. and Mikey about That's the right. album. Right, right. So I'll put the link to that oh, in the good. show notes too. Good, good, good. Taylor. Yeah. There's a song right now um, called This Is How I Think the Lord. Mm. I think Mosaic. It is Mosaic. And MSC wrote it. Yeah. I've just, but more just for that idea, like so much of worship starts with a heart posture of gratitude. And like, we know that from scripture. And I feel like that's just been like where my mind and my heart has been for the past several weeks of just so much, just gratefulness for the goodness of God, like that I've seen in my own life, the mercy of God in my own life. Like just, yeah, I've just been sitting in that idea mm. so much. And so I feel like that song has just given, given that's voice good. to that, that heart cry of mine for sure. Love it. That's Love sad. it. Well, John, Taylor, thank you guys so much for your time, oh, yeah. for being here, yeah. and for leading with worship, yeah. uh, both in terms of the podcast and in terms of the church. <laughs> um, again, I really do appreciate your time. And um, yeah, friends. Honored to be here, truly. Yes. Friends, yes. we look forward to uh, being back with you again next week for another fun-filled episode of Doable Discipleship. 
If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.